Hello and welcome everyone to Truth, Beer, and Podsequences. So this is a podcast where my co-host and I listen to all the Cincinnati-based craft beer podcasts and media from the previous week. And we get together at a gracious podcast host. And today we are back. 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 (laughs) At Higher Gravity Summit Park. It's a beautiful day out there today. It is. Thank you for being a gracious podcast host. And it is a beautiful day. So hopefully there aren't too many uh, consequences uh, from the hosts of the other uh, podcasts and uh, craft beer media. We're still early in 2024, and I don't know if today is a consequence or not. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, I will, and just yeah. and we will in just a, a moment uh, clue you into why I said that. My name is Marco. I'm a taproom manager here locally. I'm the brewer too, uh, you know. And then uh, that other voice that you heard belongs to the best co-host in podcast landia. I am Julia, and not only is Lena creepy as fuck, but never cheap out on toilet paper, toothpaste, or laundry detergent. Right, especially yeah. when you're never mind. No, no. Huh. Yep, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that was the best. <laughs> Best co-host in podcast landia, and uh, there's a couple other already. people around the table, like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, I oh, know. So, uh, a voice that all of you will recognize as uh, the conduit for the voice of Cincy Craft. Uh, that is the gnarly gnome. Oh, thanks, guys. Welcome Very back. Welcome, welcome. Back. back, back. Oh, I didn't even know that was back. Back. I'm back. And then we have a first-time guest, and first-time guests introduce themselves, and that's why I said, I don't know, the podcast are I'm totally joking. We're very happy to have this guest, and uh, brand new guest, introduce yourself. I'm Blake the Brewery Explorer at the Brewery Explorer Podcast. Uh, you guys have been more than gracious, and thank you for all the great things you've said about us. And we we've, said great, enough. we've said great things. He hasn't been listening too close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, your podcast is amazing. You have done... And Such incredible have, uh, things since yeah, the beginning. And they have Thirst yeah. Trap Thursday, too. Thirst Trap Thursdays. That's been, that's fantastic. Check that out on YouTube. We'll have you plug all your stuff at the end of the show as well so people know where to find you. And we're going to do the same, by the yes. way. We'll plug all this stuff. If you want to get at us, then you get at us. It, but you have to it, wait till the end to find out to, how to get at us. Yeah, unless you go look through you know, previous show notes or whatever. Google it. You or, could. Or Probably Google come it. Right up. it. It should. Uh, we, we paid to go right to the top of that algorithm. Uh, so all the thoughts and opinions on this podcast are ours and ours alone. They do not reflect any entity which we may be affiliated with, such as higher gravity or our full-time jobs. I'm speaking about Julian myself. I, the, I gnome, yeah. the gnome can speak for whoever he wants, and so can Blake. Sure. All of my thoughts and opinions tonight uh, represent Madry Blue Ash. Ooh, Ooh. Parks and Rec. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, wow. Parks and Rec, they are. Uh, everything I say represents them like, okay. to the core. Okay, all right. Blake, do your thoughts represent anyone other than you? Uh, nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, Easy enough. Name. Good. It's safe. Uh, maybe next time. It's safe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, having said that, uh, no crappier podcast would be a good crappier podcast. And we are the number one crappier podcast that talks about Cincinnati-based crappier podcast. To all of you, thank you for listening, uh, for the, the long-time listeners, and thank you for any first-time listeners. Truly appreciate all of you. Uh, one of the few things that you can't get back is your time. And Did so you say thank Truly? You. Are you guys sponsored by Truly? Yes. Huh. No. Well, if only. No. No. So, thank you. And uh, let's see, what is everyone drinking? Uh, we'll start with uh, our new guest. 
I'm drinking a little fish. I can't remember the name of it, but ah, right uh, high uh, school lunch. Yes, thank you. Yes. that's been but on the that's been on the pod several times. I chose it because they just came into Dayton, where I'm from. So they've been a great addition to Dayton and Cincinnati itself. So oh yeah, it's good beer for sure. Uh, no, what you got? Uh, I went with the, the uh, Subliminal Jam from Rheingeist because it comes in a fancy bottle and it makes me feel fancy. Good. It's a mixed berry sour. That's and it good. Is, uh, feel delicious. Fancy. Yeah, I feel fancy. Yeah, That's good. Fanciest one at the table. I went simple. Well, I say simple, but it's a great beer. I went with Saunders Amber Ale. Very and you, good. Marco? I have a new one uh, to me. I have uh, Imperial Headhunter. Oh, nice. Mm. How do you like it for the first time that you're having it? Uh, you know what? For the first time I'm having it, it's, it's pretty good. Fantastic. It looks very different than the Imperial Headhunter I had last time. This is true. Yeah. It does. It's, it's so good. And so clear. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it, so love fresh it. and so clean, clean. <laughs> uh, well, let's go over the pieces of Cincinnati craft beer media that I know we all listen to, just or listen to or watch, just to make sure that we're all on the same page. We have episode 152 of the Craft Parenting Podcast with Elijah. I did watch that. Okay, okay. I listened. All right. No, I'm sorry. What? You mean? You you, you had like exactly three minutes to prepare for today, and you didn't listen to this one? All right, all right. Well, we'll we'll see about the next one. What about, this is a national one. I'm pretty excited about this Mm. one, actually. Drink Beer, Think Beer with John Hall talking to Chris Shields from Rheingeist. I did. Ooh, I missed this one. I haven't gotten that one yet. Oh, all right, all right. And I'm, I'm you, waiting. I was going to say, well, no, but you have a head up because you guys you, already talked to him. You already to talked him. to Chris. Yes. Like, you beat John Hall the to John talking Hall. to Chris Shields. That is The bow-tied John Hall. Amazing. So it'll be fun to kind of get your thoughts on what John said in his interview because there were a lot of crossover points that I'm like, I already know this. Blake and Noah already covered all of this. John Hall sleeps in a bow tie. Uh, yes, Blake, your thoughts. You sleep in a bow tie? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> all right. We have another episode of the Barstool Perspectives on YouTube. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. From we Monday. Do. Yeah. All right. All right. I like it. I, I listened. All watched. right. Yeah. I watched. You I watched. watched. Yeah. I mean, you, you can listen. listen just play it playing in just the background. squeeze my eyes shut so I didn't have to look at them. Uh, that is actually a really good strategy. No, I'll you, to, you I'll miss to... all of the little things with them. Mm, yeah. Their beers. Yeah. Like the hair and the, yeah. the, the wardrobe. And yep. I, very interesting note on the wardrobe choice uh, this week. All right. We have an episode of Cincy Brewcast talking with Elijah, who feature, was featured on like every single podcast. Yeah, it was very week. popular yeah, this very, week. All right. Yeah, he did the car wash this week. He did the car wash this week. Yeah. Absolutely. Went through them all. And then last night, as we're recording this episode or show that's not a show, the Weekly Pint. TWP. I, I did listen TWP. to that one, too. All right. Do you ever I listened re-listen? to the last two. Hell yeah. All right. So we're set. Yeah. We pretty much have all the bases covered. Uh, Blake, as Do you want to do the last two first and then kick this guy out of here, or you want to save the last two for last and keep him here the whole time? I mean, I was going to say let's let Blake pick which one we start with because okay. he is a first-time guest. Well, we don't kick anybody out. No. Because we don't own this establishment. Yeah, you kind of do. We don't own this Sometimes I just get up and go sit at the bar. But it's boring over Even though we work here, don't think I won't fight you. Listen to your stupid opinions. We are not affiliated in any way, shape, or form, but it is freaking hilarious, and I, I cannot I get enough of it. I only like to listen to Marco's stupid opinions. I got those. <laughs> I got those. Plenty of those, too. So, Blake, where do you want to start this week? Uh, let's start with the first one with uh, craft parenting. Good craft job. parenting button? All good right. Good job. Sounds good. This is episode 152, Exploring American Barley Wine with Elijah Moreland, which that name is everywhere this week, and I love it. 
such a great guy. It's great. Uh, apparently, you have to do something, or once you do something once, you get a reputation. Yeah. Right. And Elijah got the reputation for tying people to train tracks. Mm-hmm. This episode, they drank nothing but barley wine, so Caroline had a lot of cans to read from. Yes. Which got a little repetitive as she read some of the West Side ones because it was pretty much the exact same thing on multiple cans, but she did great. Uh, they drank from West Side, well, I guess it was all West Side Brewing, the 2021 barley wine, the 2024 barley wine, the date aged from 2022, and they cracked open. Did they crack open the toffee and vanilla? You know, I think, isn't, or the, they start isn't to, the biggest treat of all the fact that this is going to be at least a two-parter? Which, that threw me off, because I listened to this episode, I didn't watch it, so they're doing, you know, they're talking about it, and all of a sudden it just stops. Yeah. And I'm like... I went back a couple of times going, Am I, what, did I, what did I do wrong? How did I you know, mess this up? And I'm like, what has happened? Then I looked at the show notes, and it's like, this is part one of two. So, Joe, you do the editing. You could have added a little something that says, wait, to you be know, continued. to be continued. Yeah. Exactly. So, so you would have saved a lot of us from smacking our radios for a while. Oh, my God. I was. I was, I was trying to. I was, mine. Yeah. Kicked it hard. Oh, God. Yeah. How's your foot? It's all right. It's pretty, all right. I'm pretty strong. Yeah, you, you look you look pretty busy. Did anyone go and like reboot their router, thinking that maybe it was a problem with their Wi-Fi? No, I didn't go Don't that just far. Kick things, but I, mean. <laughs> I, I, I went I went back and tried to you know re-download the episode, and then uh-huh. I'm like, what is going on? So then I went to the show notes. So I look what you guys have done to us. I know you yeah. have made th- this is terrible, terrible podcast experience. Crap, Barley wine must have went too straight to your heads, and they're like, oh no, we're done with this. Right, exactly. Yeah. They're just kind of like, we have had a lot of barley did wine, Blake and just cut off Charles Barkley. The Blake <gasps> just cut off Charles Barkley. just cut off Charles Barkley. That's so terrible. I had my golf game back ten years ago. Blake, don't do that again. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Or do, because you as you are. can tell, Charles gets a little uh, long-winded sometimes. He also gets very animated when he gets angry. Oh, my God, it's yeah. true. Elijah has his own sour program. He brought over his own a sour tayberry, sour cherry, a Belgian quad, his Missing Link Saison, a Doppelbach. I don't want to spoil any other shows that we're going to cover later, but uh, guess how many beers he brought when I interviewed him. <laughs> Gotta None. Be. He brought me zero beers. Ooh. Zero beers. He oh. just came strolling in with nothing in his hands. Mm. I have two six packs of Elijah beer. Wait, that what voice is that? Let's try Elmo since Elmo okay. had a tough week last week. He did, well, he didn't I have a. I have two six packs of Elijah beer. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty good. Poor Elmo. Pretty good. Uh, we got into because we're talking a lot about Never Elijah. Never ask people how they're doing. <laughs> Never well, unless you're in the Midwest, and then you could be, like, on fire, dying in the middle of the road. I'm good. <laughs> They're just I'm mid. okay. I'm mid. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, well, you got Elijah's homebrew history. And, yeah, because we're going to be talking about Elijah again, this one might be... I'm leaving some of my notes out just because, again, some of this is repeating information, but it is all fantastic. They were two totally different interviews between Gnome York Show yep. and Craft Parenting Podcast. Oh, yeah. So it's not that... You should not avoid listening to one because you think you're going to get the same information in the other. Um, I think that Elijah talked a lot more about some of the beers he's brewed and like his sour beers on Crip Parenting Pod than he did in Cincy Brewcast. Um, They talked more about. Because we didn't care because he didn't bring them to us. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, Elijah, for next time, do better. Uh, Let's see. American barley wine has to be one word because France got upset at us calling it wine, air quotes for those of you not on the live stream. 
us, us Americans had to say, oh, fine, we'll just shove the two words together right. and make it that's one what, brand new word. That's yeah. why the yearly tradition of launching tater tots at France is, that's why yeah. it started. Freedom fries got, our ass. Yeah, we got you mad at them. Yeah. So no, not two words. Tater tots. When you bundle them. <laughs> no, we are, no. No, we are, we are not Mahomesing here. This is a Mahomes free zone. I didn't watch this on YouTube, which it sounds like maybe I'll have to. There were apparently a whole lot of parenting problems. There was. Throughout the course of jump this episode, cuts. there was. There jump were a lot of jump cuts. Yeah, <laughs> audio don't really it, sound like jump cuts. <laughs> right? No, no. They were because they, they kept going. Okay, and we're back. And I'm like, wait, what just happened? It was. It was another go? one of those. <laughs> you see, what's going you see on? Caroline giving like the. <laughs> oh, you know, so the, she was. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I have to watch this one. And then she's gone because she had to I, go. You know. Because I did hear say something like, oh, Julia's going to have to do these counts instead of this. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not watching this. Oh, God. I, I just didn't have time to go back and watch it before. I tell you today, what, though. But I've realized that having like kids playing in the background uh, is kind of awesome for craft parenting. Pot. It should, oh, absolutely. Always, should always exist. You should yeah, always be able to yeah. hear kids playing. Right. I agree. I agree. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, they, there was a lot of parenting talk near the end, uh, going from a one child to a multiple child household. Mm-hmm. Um, not really... A beer thing, but it was a big part of the end of the conversation, probably the last maybe 10 minutes of it, and then it just stopped, just dead air. It just I think the kids ended. broke something personally. I think they just <laughs> smashed the board. Ooh, <laughs> ooh probably. Something. Probably, and they're like, well, and that we're done. So does that mean Elijah's going back? Back. Back. With back. two more six-packs? Probably, yeah. Probably. God, he, he might still be there. He didn't bring us... Well, maybe I guess they, he's brought you some Maybe they tied him <gasps> to railroad tracks so he couldn't Ooh. leave. Those are all the notes that I had because, again, it just kind of ended. And the cross-contamination of Elijah between multiple shows just... I mean, it's going to be a lot of repeating information from last week Nobody to this week. Nobody wants an Elijah contamination. But I do have a multiple-choice question about this episode. Ah, okay. okay. All right. What year, according to Joe... Was Westside's 2024 barley wine released? And I see, I see the mm-hmm. the grins already. Was it A in 2021? <laughs> was it B 2023? Or was it C 2024? Ah, Julia, or is it D? <laughs> no, I bring the D. Oh, Option D. Uh, is it uh, 1999? Got a party like it's 1999, so that is that barley is a wine possibility. Does make a party. Yeah. And you know uh, what? If you age it right, I mean that that actually that tracks. Yep. Ooh, tracks. Mm, Elijah, we can't get away from it. Can't get away from it. No. All right. Anyone else have any other notes on this episode, episode 152 of the Craft Parenting Podcast? All right, uh, let's go ahead and move on. Um, Gnome, you're next in line. What podcast you want to do next? Uh, whatever's next on your your notes there. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Drink beer, think beer with go. John Hall. Oh, yeah, John Hall. Ep- episode 219, Chris Shields of Rheingeist Brewery. Mm-hmm. He is the director of education, a BJCP judge, a Cicerone. I mean, he is like everything in the world. And he was actually on Cincy Brewcast, volume 7, episode 5 in April. Well, okay. What year? I almost uh, I was gonna see if you could kind of pull that out of your ass, but volume seven would have had to be uh, so twenty 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 one. Yep. Okay. Yep. April nineteenth of twenty twenty one. And Blake the Brewery Explorer, now just the blue the the brewery good God. Now <laughs> just the brewery explorers <laughs> season one, episode six. So Freaking amazing. Kind of started with the thoughts on the state of Ohio beer and craft beer in general. 
Mm-hmm. I want to start cool with uh, Blake and because uh, since yeah, yeah, yeah. you and Noah yeah. sat down and talked with Chris, um, what does he smell like? I I don't remember. He didn't smell bad. Hops. He smelled fine. Smells like hops. Always. I was too, and like in all walking through Ryan guys to remember the smell. Mm-hmm. For especially the first time you go back into like the back, back. offices. <laughs> back. Uh, let's see. the The beer industry was spoiled for a while with its growth, and kind of now that things are slowing down, a lot of places don't really know what to do. Which is ironic coming from Rheingeist, who just announced that they grew another 50%, tacking on another 50,000 barrels to what they already make. Jesus. True. 150,000 barrels a year. Uh, Resiliency is amazing. No one gets into beer because it's easy. I think there's some people that thought that's what they were doing. Yeah, I think some people people thought it was easy. I guess the... I'd argue the a lot right, of people the got right, into beer because it was easy. Yeah. They, they learned that it wasn't, but... <laughs> I think the right people that are in beer understood that it's not easy. I would hope. Okay. Yep. This is pure speculation, that. pure generalization. I'll, I'll accept I'll, that. I'm, that is my truth. Uh, Taproom traffic is changing, which brings diversity to everyone's Dang. experience, which I thought was a really cool, insightful take on it. When you don't get as much foot traffic into your tap rooms, you have to look into, do we distribute? Do we just can but sell on-prem for people to take out? How does that change everything? So I really like that aspect of... Good Julia with on-prem. What I know, right? I know. I'm, lingo. I'm, I'm picking up the lingo from you yeah. guys. Yeah. Man, I'm, slow, I'm slowly becoming a beer person. Uh, let's see. And how Ryan Geist has changed since the nine years that Chris has been there. Because he pretty much started... You know, boots on the ground oh, yeah. doing the grunt work, and now he is the director of education. Which, just like they talked about, and and I didn't have time to go back and listen to the Cincy Broadcast episode, but I remember Blake from your episode. The what exactly is that? Like, what does director of education mean? And that was an, an absolutely phenomenal part of the conversation, both in your show and from John he runs Hall himself. The school program for all of the children that they have mm-hmm. that work there. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, child labor force. Correct. It is. They it is teach. Very the children young how to drink. That's right. If you don't start them young, I mean, they're going to be drinking, like, shit macro beer their That's entire right. life. Sad. Yeah, yeah, very sad. Sad. Very, very sad. Uh, instead of a Cicerone course at Rheingeist, they have... Ah, a, the Cicerones. They have a Ricerone course. Chicharone. Where, yes, mm. yes. So that is a very cool in-house program that they have. It's very specific to Rheingeist. And if you get Ricerone... I mean, you're pretty much set for life. The next place you can go in the beer industry is probably San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Big uh, beer scene there. Huge beer scene. Huge. 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 Uh, everyone knows some of the same information within Rheingeist because of Chris's work as the director of education. They try to blend the language between the different departments and areas of the brewery into something that everyone can understand. So no matter who you talk to there someone should be able to give you a very similar answer to if you ask someone else regardless of position or station in Chris was extremely hyped for this uh, this discussion this interview I think John Hall asked a total of three questions and one of them was the green door question oh fantastic I mean Chris I just love just blew through this interview just like like he took a flamethrower to it mm-hmm. it was fantastic I think John always asks really good questions, but Chris definitely led this conversation. It was so much to the point where John Hall just stopped and was like, uh, 
Yeah. Mm. I like that. Oh, that's but, really but as cool. I said at the beginning of, of our show, what I liked a ton was so much of this information. I'm like, I already got a lot of this from a you know local-ish podcast. I didn't have to go out to search out a national podcast to try to find information on Chris and Ryan Geis and what they're doing. We were able to get a lot of that just in our own local uh, creator group, group, so to speak. So huge shout out to you again, Blake, for definitely just introducing Chris to the world. That this might be where John Hall actually he picked might up have. on him. Probably. Possibly. Yeah. He was listener or subscriber number four to Blake's podcast, I believe. Yeah. yeah. One of our Patreon subscribers. Oh, John yeah. Hall. Yeah. Top tier. Yep. So he gets all the goodies. Uh, I really didn't have any other notes on this episode. Did anyone else have anything to to comment on or just to add in general about Chris well, or Reinsdice or, or Riceroni or anything at all? I love Riceroni. That's fantastic. What's your favorite Riceroni flavor? That's a good question. Mm. Uh, the, uh, the old Spanish rice is a, is a good go-to. Chicken's always solid. That's, I what, that's what I grew up on. Probably chicken, the chicken. Right? Yeah, Blake, do you have a favorite chicken rice or any flavor? No. <laughs> he's just like, what the hell am I doing? What is going on here? Rice aroni? What? He's so confused. I thought this was a beer podcast and they're talking about rice aroni. I do have a multiple choice question. Oh, mm. Julia has yes, a multiple Yes, I have one for all the podcasts this week. It's, mm. it's been a bit since I've had some. Yeah. So I thought this is the week to break them back out. What phrase has Chris never said out loud before? Is it A, people get into beer because it's easy? Is it B, you need to know a lot about beer to be an accountant at a brewery? Or C, water or EBITDA? I'm going C. Going C? All right, all right. Ah, Julia, there's an option D. Bring the D. Is it uh, good black, don't crack? Ooh, all okay. right. Blake, do you want to change your answer? Option D is a good one. Yeah, D is <laughs> Everyone always picks the D. All right. Everyone doing good on their drinks? We're still... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's keep on rolling through this. Uh, we have Barstool Perspective and two pieces of content from the Gnomaverse. Where are we going next, Marco? Let's, uh, let's end on Barstool Perspective. Let's go Gnomaverse. Gnomaverse. So, Blake, <laughs> do you want to talk about the weekly pint or... Of the Cincinnati Brewcast. Cheers, everyone. Oh, cheers. When we cheers say that podcast we... name wrong, we cheers and we drink. For all of you uh, That's following the along. Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. All right. Volume 9, Episode 22, Sour Beer, Home Brewing, and Maybe Tying Folks to Railroad Tracks. If you have no idea who we're talking about by now, you have not been paying attention for the last week and a half of Cincinnati Craft Beer Media. Yeah. Uh, we kind of got kicked out of our spot at Higher Gravity Summit Park for this one. We were sort not of. tied to train tracks. Sort of. So, sort so of. to be fair, you guys were still at the bar, and I just ran in and took your spot. You pretty much did. Like, you yeah. looked over at us, and you're like, hey, are you, are you set up yet? And we went, no. And you're like, okay, good. And we're going, what? And then we walked <laughs> yeah. around the bar. Like, it wasn't three minutes later. Two different we cameras the bar, set up. Camera set up. Mics all over the table. We're like, what is happening? Oh, well, I'm recording here tonight. And we're going, it's good. What? It's good. Yeah. It's good. No, I, think, I mean, we, I think we got done on time to not mess you guys up too bad. I think. No, it actually was surprisingly really efficient for clock, all of it. It was including a what almost forty-five minutes Cincy Beer Events yeah. uh, episode, which seriously, guys, go back and listen to last week's Cincy Beer Events. It is freaking hilarious. I cut almost nothing out of it because of how <laughs> much fun we had doing that one. That's a good one. But anyway, on to this one. Uh, Marco and I kind of chimed in here and there because, I mean, if we're going to get kicked out of, of our podcast table, 
we're going to let you know about it. Sure. I think so we're we kind of still respectful of the fact that Elijah was, you know, the subject of respectful well, he was here or for no, afraid that he was going to tie you to a railroad track if you all said the, anything. All the above, really. No, yeah. I mean, I, he's it, terrifying. No, I think actually, if it. If, I, I think if it's something he wanted to do, it's inevitable. So just that's true. Just he could definitely just, overpower just go. both of you. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I but think no, it we, came up in the episode about uh, um, his height versus ours. And mm-hmm. it know. did. It yeah. did. Uh, Elijah is the honored guest. His origin story of being the villain and who ties people or like, why is he tying people to railroad tracks? And how that tied into craft beer. It was an incredibly crazy spaghetti bowl of an origin story. Ah, spaghetti. But one hell of a story. And I didn't know a lot of that about Elijah, so it was great to kind of be sitting back a little bit and just letting you conduct the, the introduction ah, of Elijah to... Oh, good God. It, <laughs> we, can't, we can't get away from it. We can't get away from it, no he matter how hard we try. He also escape games where you don't escape. Ooh. You're just tied up and Ooh. you just... Pummels you with uh, uh, trivia questions. I was I was excited to uh, to learn that you can get a gin and tonic on Uranus. That's correct. In <laughs> uh, speaking of his origin story, he always enjoyed trash macro beers. Craft was a very hard sell for him when he got started, but then once that door was open, full steam ahead. To, well, you know, because all that drinking on Uranus it makes you <laughs> thirsty for something that's a little crisper. He also let loose that he robbed Highland Coffee. <laughs> I think I just heard him let loose. That, yeah, Jeez. that phrasing was, was my fault entirely. <laughs> I own that one. I, robbing Highland Coffee House turned into being a regular there. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. For whatever reason, they didn't press charges. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, it all worked out. Uh, he fell in love with how sours embrace the character of a fruit, which is a really good, succinct way of explaining it, because I feel like that's a way that most people learn to like sours. It's not, some people like the tartness, some people like that, that sour aspect, but I think it's learning or finding how that fruit really comes through in that style. Ooh, that's, it, it, it's amazing. It's yeah. one thing that Urban Artifact definitely showed me when they came up around town is that uh, you can make a fruit beer mm-hmm. taste more like the fruit if you add some acidity to it versus some of the other sweet kind of fruit beers that, right. that were around. Right. Um, you add sugars and it almost turns artificial. Yeah. You add that, that tartness and it actually is the fruit. Yeah. 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 Which that actually was a side question that I wanted to ask, but again, didn't want to step on the toes of your interview. Marco, you had brought up how, you know, years gone by, there was kind of that IPA bitter off. Like, I want to make yeah. the most bitter IPA ever. Was there ever a sour off to where places were trying I to I felt make? like there was. Yeah, I definitely felt, felt like, like it. it? Okay. I, yeah. I don't know that it was, like, intentional. I think uh-huh. it was just bad brewing practices, I think. Gotcha. I think people knew what they were doing Okay. versus, okay. I'm going to make this more sour. All right. Yeah, I, I, I probably tend to agree with that, where people were, uh, brewers were getting into trying to familiarize themselves with the process and the end result, and, you know, they're like, oh, my God, I did it. It'll strip the enamel, the enamel off yeah. my teeth. <laughs> and they're like, well, actually, that's that's not very appetizing. Uh, so, well, now i got to figure out how to, like, mute that? And it's like, yeah, you, you probably do. But, but no one was actually trying to go, okay, this is how 
tart or sour we're perceiving right. I, I don't brewery wanna, A's beer to be. Let's try to up that and I, make it I don't want to take uh, three barrels and be able to uh, disintegrate a human. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are we losing the magic of making beer? I, think I so. really liked that question. I really liked that that aspect of it because you're right. When things first started, it was like, hey, you know, I had this random, what did you say, this stick that a gorilla peed on and I, I threw think it in a Elijah barrel. I that said, a piece of driftwood that a bear peed bear on. Bear peed on, yeah. And then I threw it into this bucket of fruit for whatever reason. Then all of a sudden, out comes this, I don't know why they decide to taste it. Yeah, you do. You do yeah. kind of taste everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's definitely some stupid guy to sit around. That's what we do. We, we do because a woman wouldn't do that. Yeah. A guy, stupid guy, would do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, huh, I don't women, know what this is. Let me women are smart. Look, I dare you to try that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> probably five dollars to try <laughs> this. Exactly. Or or back or back in you know days of what you're saying. Like I'll give you two rocks. Two sharp rocks. I'll give you two two pebbles and a stick. Will you listen? to him he's the insurance one (laughs) uh good another great question why make your own beer when there are so many great breweries out there that was another absolutely phenomenal piece of this conversation and plain and simple i just like i'm a nerd i just i enjoy the science behind it i want to know what the process is which i don't think is nerdy at all i think that's kind of nerdy and kind of but i to me, it's more. I'm just. I'm curious about the world, and I don't think that there's yeah, something pretty, that's, in that's nerdy. Okay. To be curious about things is is in itself nerdy. That's what it's kind of uh, nerdiness to me is like being so curious about something that you do kind of obsess about try it. To, you you try to figure it out. And like that's that's nerdiness. It's okay. not a bad thing. No, that's fair. That's fair. I like that. Uh, let's see. Talked about uh, drinking rusty nails, and Marco learned that RC is still a thing. It's still at um. I saw it at Kroger the other day, actually. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's on the west side. On the west side. That makes sense. Yeah. It, <laughs> it doesn't. It, it just it hasn't tur- gotten over there yet. No. <laughs> no. Cold, it never cold, disappears. Still new over there. Yeah. Uh, let's see the the current likes and dislikes of styles. Oh, look, it's Pepsi. That ain't Pepsi. That's RC Cola. I bet it's Mountain Dew. Talked about the current. Your oh, yeah. <laughs> Good old Mountain Dew with pure cane sugar in it. Uh, the current likes and dislikes of styles is very similar across the board, I feel like, from Barstool perspective to Elijah yep. to us. Everyone wants... Apparently his wife as well. True that. Everyone wants more pastry stouts in New England IPA. Pasty. Pasty, Pasty stouts. stouts. My bad for the mispronunciation. Um, kind of speaking of sours, so Blake, are you... I know that you're drinking a sour. Do you enjoy the the style a lot or is it more of just wanting to try everything and it's not your thing typically i try everything mm-hmm. but i've come to i'm not trying to be a homer here but urban artifacts sours and little fish sours everyone else i don't know a lot of them taste like a little more artificial than they mm-hmm. do and once you start drinking something that you know that's real fruit and stuff like that that's where you lean on and we taste it it's like oh this isn't real fruit and it just doesn't taste right or I don't know. I think a lot of the places that put out sours that don't use as much real fruit. I mean, I'm sure most places try to use like some. Maybe they throw like a single strawberry into the batch. I don't hope, know. But, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you can almost you can tell the difference because there is that artificial taste and they are more they're harder on your enamel for kind of lack of a better phrase whereas some of Urban and Jackie O's sours 
do make my teeth hurt a little bit, but it's never been to the extent to where I'm like, yeah, I can only have two sips of this. Like, I'm still finishing my glass. I might not be able to have multiple in a row, but I would agree with that. When there's real fruit, there is absolutely a difference in, in the taste, the quality, the experience. And we are beyond lucky that we have both of those. And I forgot, like Third Eye, Animatic out mm-hmm. of Huber Highs, they all, all their fruit sours. Ryan Guy's Sour Program. Yes, Ryan Guy's. Guy's killing it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, was there anything else on this episode of Cincy Brewcast before I give you both the sip count and a multiple choice question? That's all I got. Oh, and props to you. You actually put the links in the show note that you said you were going to put in the show note. Getting very good at that. Really? I am proud of you. Hell yeah. He's almost a professional now. Awesome. Way to go, buddy. Yeah. Uh, So I have one question. I'm sorry. So you're talking about pastry stout. So what's your definition of what's overboard and what's a good good pastry stout? What's your. The problem is you're not going to know until you taste it. I know. In, I, in, I in, in my opinion, you're not going to know until you taste it. There, there was a, a description of uh, a pastry stout in Cincy Beer Events today that sounded extremely over the top. However, if it was executed well, it could be absolutely phenomenal. Um, so to me, it just is, is something um, I, I know that a stout 10, 15 years ago wasn't supposed to be as as uh, thick and viscous or dense as as somebody today expects. Somebody today expects a stout, uh, a pastry stout to be as... Any stout, I would argue. I think pastry stout kind of pushed other things in different directions. (laughs) So to me, once you get to the extremely cloyingly sweet, um, over the top, uh, I only want two ounces of it, and I'm done. Um, to me, if if it's not at least something that you can enjoy in a in a in a proper portion, if I have to share the package that you put it in with other people for it to be the correct portion, then you packaged it in the wrong portion, in my opinion. That's the way I feel about it. So, I, w- I would agree with that. I would take it one step farther. When I'm looking at a can or a listing on a tap list of uh, something that it, that would fall under that pasty stout category, if there are more than three adjuncts to it, I start to get a little hesitant. It can still yeah. be fantastic. Again, like you guys were saying, if it's done well, it can still be absolutely phenomenal and not too over the top. But once you start saying, like, let's see how much extra stuff we can throw into this, that balance, I feel like, gets harder and harder to to match but I, I would agree that it does come down to, to taste it's kind of hard Every, just to tell everything should play an important role in the beer mm-hmm. you shouldn't add things into a beer just to add things into a beer so I mean if if the thing you're going for needs six ingredients I'm fine with it mm-hmm. but those ingredients have to all be present they all have to play off each other and it has to there has to be balance to it there has to be balance in every beer for me I'm I get really tired of, um, you know, unbalanced garbage beers. I just, I, I want, I want to taste everything that's there. I don't want it to, to be too sweet. A little bit of sweetness is fine, but it shouldn't overpower everything. Yeah, else. I mean, a, a, a Rocky Road beer could be absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you get chocolate and peanut and yeah. coconut and marshmallow and maybe maybe a slight bit of graham cracker to it. I mean, whatever, it is, that, that could be phenomenal. Maybe even some lactose. Maybe, Ooh. maybe. Uh, but it, it could be phenomenal. But um, take those too far in the wrong direction, and it becomes something that I take a sip of, not even an ounce, a sip, 
And I'm like, okay, I got it. I understand it. And I'm done with it. Yeah. And you can't move. You as a brewery can't move volume that way either. Um, well, I, I would push back a little bit. That some of that is part of, of the craft beer thing, too. You need places that are putting out things that aren't necessarily volume products. Well, I don't disagree about a passion. But what I'm saying is that ultimately, I, I hope that you would want to have people enjoy it and um, come in, ask for it, and then uh, buy some sort of volume. You know, that which is over overly sweet and extremely cloying and something that you're only going to open and have one ounce of maybe that's just an eight ounce can can yeah you know maybe that's just the like like urban a, artifact does with their astronaut, their astronaut food, food yeah. Ex- yeah. Yeah. Perfect. yeah perfect, perfect yeah. example it's question ridiculous. back at you do you have thoughts on what makes a good or an over-the-top pastry stout? i enjoy most of them but i agree um because some of them are way over like the ab I, I love high ABVs, but mm-hmm. especially me from coming from Dayton, if there's some one particular one doing one and they have a whole bin of it, it's like, I can't have all of these. Right, yeah. yeah. Or I'm never going to make it home. Right, so, right. But I agree that with the astronaut food, if all of them came in that size. I love, and, love small packaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I like Marco so much. Aww. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> A little, a little pocket, buddy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Do you guys want the sip count or the multiple choice question first? Let's Lake, s- I'm throwing this one to you. Uh, let's do uh, multiple choice because I think I know the answer to it. All right. All right. Oh, you have the. Oh, you you know All the right. questions. Okay. I mean, he's looking at both of our notes. We did yeah. kind of set them right. In front we did share notes. Yes. 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 So, set them right in so. front of him. All right, multiple choice question. What drink can you and Gnome kind of maybe spoil this one a little bit? Oh, no, what what oh, drink man. can you get at any bar on any planet in any universe? Yeah. Is it A the gin and tonic, B the rusty nail, or C the Negroni? Ah, uh, Julia, where's the D? D. <laughs> Bring the D. Or is it a, a buttery nipple? Mm. Well done, sir. I like the answer. All right. What is it? Buttery nipple. Hell yeah. yeah. Love a good buttery Hell nipple. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then yeah. The, uh, and then the sip count for this episode. Also Marco's nickname in high school. Ooh. Very true. I tried to count up as many of the sips as I could catch on toffee camera. toffee and I'm brown. And yeah, I, okay. Oh, thank you for uh-huh. mansplaining that one yes, for me, yes. Marco. You may not understand this, Julia, but... Uh. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> Get out of here. No, typically, the, comedy no, I, is a male thing. Mm, <laughs> that's so wrong. She shut us are, all off. <laughs> are you guys going to behave yourselves now? Yeah, uh, probably, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I know better. I know better. All right. In this episode between... I have one question before we get to the sip count. Yes, sir. Uh, were you counting sips like during the show? Is that why you weren't talking as much? Were you busy like clicking away on your clicker? No. Yes, she was. Yeah. That's a May- yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> I was. My excuse was it wasn't our show. It wasn't our interview. Sure, sure. So I was going to stay back and like just chime in here and there, but let you run your show. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I also had the clicker. So I you know, <laughs> kind of had to I gotta, gotta stay on top of these things. I counted a total of 57 sips okay. between okay. you, Elijah, Marco, and myself. Okay. 
according to one more question about yes. the sip count yes. did it affect how many sips you were taking as you were doing it did you start so, to pick it up like oh no i can't we got a nice if, even number right now and, unless i could tell so because there were a couple times where marco you would pick up your glass and you would start to lift it up and then you would say something that's not a sip oh. sure. but there were a couple of times where you would see like my hand go to the glass and my glass would disappear and typically I don't pick up my glass unless I'm taking a sip. So that unless, was the RPO, unless the run I pass said, option. Right, exactly, exactly. So there may be some that you missed. Some that I missed. So some, I should go some, back to the raw video and actually get a real count. Absolutely, I would love that. But if you're, I'm not going to do that. No, he's absolutely no. not. No. But if you're playing our drinking game, which means you are taking two ounce sips for every time that one sip is taken on a show, fifty-seven sips in volume nine, episode twenty-two of Cincy Brewcast. That's. 57 times 2 ounces. 114. 114 ounces, which well, is 7, 7.125 pints of whatever beverage you deem is worthy. That's, that's, that's solid. Yeah, that's that's solid. solid. Between four people, absolutely. Uh, if there's no other notes or comments, I think we need to take a quick break. We should. Get a couple refills, and then we will be right back with back. the weekly pint. Back. And Barstool Perspective. All right. All right. Back. All right, folks, we have made it back. 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 Oh. Ooh, everyone was really good on that one. Back. That was close. We have a couple refills. Um, I'm still enjoying Saunders Amber Ale, so boring like that. Uh, Blake, what do you have? Something I'm doing, new? I'm doing the fuggy fudge. Figgy pudding? Figgy pudding. Oh, right yeah, from Ribbit. Oh, that was so good from the beer vent calendar. Love it. Uh, Gnome, you're still Still sipping on. on the same thing, yep. Yep, yep. and Marco? That is a different looking beer, so that has got to be Imperial Head Under. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it is Imperial Head Under, but it does look different. It I looks wonder, are, you, wonder, are, you, are you serious? I wonder if we're getting to the That's bottom, be the bottom of the keg. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I finally doing I was saying it. that to be funny. an asshole, but... Uh, <laughs> all, right. all right, let's finish up in the Gnomiverse. We have last night, or, well, I'll just say February last 5th. Last night gonna serenade us a little bit no i'm good you're good <laughs> brant the keyboard too, oh, the too cold to take his hands out to put on the keyboard yeah, yeah. it's not that cold it's kind of like, chilly they, they have the door open. the door is it's open wonderful. That's right. it's i put fantastic. the i put the hoodie back on yeah it's true it's true uh this is the episode from february 5th 2024 episode 203 if if we're still counting episode numbers it's four. always being counted somewhere somewhere yeah. okay i feel like it's this all, one is i feel like Since it's all top secret which the only thing top secret about this episode is you didn't talk about anything <laughs> top secret. Or maybe that was the whole point. Yeah, maybe. It's top secret because we all can't know about exactly. It's actually really difficult to create a show title for a live show because you don't always know where the it's conversation gonna is going to go before you, you turn the recorder on. You know, so Very it's hard, true. Hard do that. Uh, we helped you pick your beer that mm -hmm. you drank. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it was kind of a fun game. It was like pick a shelf number and then like how many beers over and yeah. back. And it was a whole back. thing. Maybe we'll back. start doing that more often. You just I like it. Pick, a, pick a shelf number. I like and it. A, I like you know. it. I'm, I'm down for it. Uh, the best things that you've drank this week, pretty much you just mentioned Braxton Storm. Garage beer and then a yard of beer. Did you say what the yard? The yard was Storm. The yard was Storm. Yeah. Okay. Half okay. yard was Storm. Half, half yard. yard. Half yard of Storm. True. It's really good. Play, play that half yard like a trumpet. I mean, by the oh, time yeah. you're getting to the bottom of it. How many times are you at the yard house and you see people trying to drink out of those vessels and they one. just... One. I just I don't go to the yard house like ever. Oh, okay. And so, one. One. Okay. All right. <laughs> Probably like my third time there. This stemmed off a 
fun-ish little conversation about garage beer and where is it actually yeah. being made. Yeah. I had my I'm, guess, and then my guess was confirmed. Thank yeah. you, no. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know for a fact. I just kind of know for a fact. Yeah. I, yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of with you. I don't necessarily care where my beer is being made. Just tell me where it's being made. Like, how Let's does be that... Honest. How does that hurt anything? Like, you know, I'm sure the whole, you know, uh, the image that they want is garage beer is still made in Kentucky. You well, know, it's still very local. Whatever. Look, but it's I like, assume it I is. Like, know. I assume, like, uh, I was down at Braxton today mm. and garage beer was on tap. And I'm assuming that that garage beer was still made at Braxton. Uh, but they could be doing separate batches. I just think some, they're making some, there, some, some garage beer else. here and some sure. garage beer somewhere else because sure. they can't keep up with the, uh, with uh, the, demand. the demand for how which, much they're which selling. Which makes sense, but... Just say, like, can you put, and this is something that I don't know, can you put on a label if it's something like that where it could be brewed in one of two yeah, yeah. places? Yeah. Can you put Absolutely. Sam Adams always did that from the very beginning when they were contract brewing. It said multiple locations. It probably okay. still does. Okay. okay. Brewed okay. in, you know, Pottsville, here, Pennsylvania, here, 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 here. Cincinnati, Ohio, and, okay. you know, Boston, Massachusetts. I okay. I used to know if legally it was a, you can't have more than one location. No, you just have to, to you have to say where it's brewed. It has okay. to say somewhere on there where it's brewed. So I assume... Uh, that there are probably some packages, or maybe just draft. That's probably if they're trying to actually deceive people. That's the way to do it. Is just to do a draft because you don't see the guy right, calling. That's you can't not see. there. Yeah. But if if there are cans being made in multiple locations, some of the cans will say, you know, brewed in Ohio, and some of the cans will say brewed in Kentucky, okay. or however they word it. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is I wonder if there are any cans the here that we could kind yes. of the, the Commonwealth. Yes. Good old Commonwealth. There are a lot of behind-the-scenes oh, changes coming to your studio Always. and the entire basement space, the the bar, the stage, the the office space, the 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 radio station, wrestling vinyl ring. spinner, the wrestling, wrestling ring. ring yeah, yeah. There is so mud much mud wrestling. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be Jello. Nope, mud. No, Jello's mud. too sticky. Not wrong, not wrong. But I mean, mud it gets the dust as it starts to dry. So unless you keep it wet, yeah, you always got to keep it wet. That dust cover is gonna be sprinkler everywhere. system. Well, Walmart, Walmart oh, has a toilet paper. It's four rolls for a dollar. Oh, yeah, that's a single ply shit, right? No, it's two ply. Uh, are there any? What what is the change to the studio basement space that you're the most excited about, or is that kind of hard to say? Because yeah, it's hard it's to say. It's all kind of it's because it's all behind the scenes stuff. Like you, it, nobody else will notice. But you it's can just, be excited about. You know what I mean? Like just because right. someone doesn't know. Yeah. So <laughs> I just want to get a, just want to get things done and just be able to move on to the next project. All right. Well, if you need any uh, amateur carpenters, you know who not to call. <laughs> yeah, I, really. I can I can hold a hammer. I can hold a drill, but things might not turn out the way you want them to yeah. if I use them. Nothing I ever am, turns out the way it's supposed to down down in the uh, well. Perfect. Not in, gnome tavern. Invite us over. We'll drink the rest of the Oktoberfest beer that I'm there's sure still, you still. There's have. still some sitting around. <laughs> we'll make another cuvee. It'll be fantastic. Oh, <laughs> uh, there was a little talk about the Hofbrau ban ending. Mm-hmm, Possibly. Mm-hmm. We're working on maybe. It. Ah, right. yes, the the gnarly gnome legal team. That's <laughs> actually well, uh, a thing. <laughs> so will will there be a a live either weekly pint or brew? Cast I don't know if I'd go that far. There? We'll uh, see. Not gonna, not gonna push your luck. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> that, a lapel that is, mic and a and a camera at the end of a, like a, a clicking pen. Got to be real covert yeah. about it and just like show up and just like whisper like, "Hey, so they don't know I'm here doing this." But I'm back. back. I'm going to quietly back. do the chicken dance right now. <laughs> <laughs> On the community table. Yeah. 
Uh, Zach called into the show. He did. So he was able to help you not talk about top secret things. That's if it wasn't for him, true. you probably would have, have revealed. Got to. <laughs> you probably would have revealed all kinds of things that you should never reveal. So, shout out, happy so birthday to Zach Holly. Yeah, happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, cheers to him. He's going to hear are. this after his birthday and all that. But cheers, yeah. cheers, and happy birthday. Hope everything still works right tomorrow. Probably not. He's turning 40. Everything goes to shit after That's when that. it goes downhill. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, talked about the the memories that you'll have or that you had with your very first beer with your dad. I said that completely yeah. wrong, but you all know what I'm saying. What is it going to be like? Yeah, it's like it's going to be very different with kids now, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the evolution of craft beer. Some places are going to close, but others are going to open. And I do like what you pointed out about... Yes, some people may have missed certain breweries at kind of the early points of Cincinnati craft beer, but there are so many new ones yeah. that have come. So you have a whole new set of breweries to experience, enjoy, well, and, 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 and great close, stuff. Yeah, like, that's absolutely. the thing. Like the majority absolutely. of breweries that were around kind of at that early era in Cincinnati were not as good as they are now. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that are still around, uh, you know, Mad Tree, Ryan Geist, whoever, their beer was not as good as it is now. Yeah. Everybody's gotten better. Beer is better now than it's ever been. I, I get the uh, the desire to uh, uh, be nostalgic about something you missed out on, but there's no reason to. Yeah. Just get out and drink what we have now. It's better. Yeah. And if there's a place that you experience that does end up closing, well, you have that same experience, that same nostalgia yeah. as people from the previous generation of Cincinnati craft beer, even though... It shouldn't matter. Because, I, like, think, I think one funny idea, they'd never do this, but I think one funny idea for everybody craving this nostalgia would be for Rheingeist to get all those old labels, if they still have all those old labels yeah. of all the IPAs and the pale ales that everybody said tasted the same. They make one, and they just wrap the cans with different <laughs> oh labels my God, and put it out on April Fool's Day. April Fool's like a mixed 12-pack. A mixed 12-pack on April Fool's Day. That 12 different beers. Yes. And it's the same fucking oh, beer. That would be great. And I think that would be hilarious <laughs> and amazing all at the same time. Oh, yeah. I would love that. I would buy, oh, oh, yeah, I, I yeah. Would buy many, many of them yeah. and just... You know, crush them. Yep. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Just call me a, a instead of a, a sister, a crusher own. <laughs> uh, then you guys went down a wonderful cryptid rabbit, rabbit hole. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. All one, good. All good. If people really want to know what beer was like, not in before then, but way back, go to the Caroline Brewing in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. And you yeah. can try beers that was like back in 1800. Yeah, even they, they, even that's not even a fair I statement. Caroline, when they uh, early on in their life, they had some trouble with uh, their beer going sour, which is exactly what used to happen in the 1800s. It would go sour, and they couldn't figure out why, because it was in had, barrels and all kinds of shit. But you would drink it anyway, because that's all you had. So. Caroline decided to fix that problem and to not have all their beer be sour. So even then, like, they... They got better. Yeah. But they still serve some <laughs> yeah. room temperature that, straight yeah. off. It's but that's how beer was. That's, that's yeah. how it was. Like, even they are better than it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's an excellent point. I really like that. Yeah. Um, the uh, Bruce guys, Brett and Mike, their first and only so far bit of Patreon content was them going oh, up, that was a, up That was a great episode. And just watching this. These guys are standing over this fire pits and, and the boiling kettles and, like, hand carrying upstairs all yeah. of these who knows how many pounds of, of malt and hops and all that 
it was amazing. So yeah, I mean, if you really want to go back, that's a fun experience. If anybody yes. has not ever been there, I, I, to go I need to get out. up there. I, I have not. not. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun place. We need to. But the whole park is cool too. If you get the chance to experience it the whole day, there's like the Wright Brothers flyer still mm-hmm. there. So, so. they so like that, leave the brewery and go do other things. Yeah, that's weird. Well, you can take your. I think you can take your beer with. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it's on like kind of a campus. Yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. Road trip. How long would it take us to get up there? Oh, it's, that's not far. Yeah, at I all. know. Yeah. All right. If we get into the car now. <laughs> get in the truck. Get in the truck. Oh, boo. Well, they should open just for us. Yeah. Special, special they trip should. from us. Yeah. They really I mean, should. Why? Why wouldn't they? I mean, do they know who we are? Yeah. Do they? Do they know the tens of people that <laughs> we are able to reach? To and the coolest thing they ever did was when the tornadoes went through uh, in Dayton, mm-hmm. the Crooked Handle Warped Wing put a breweries together, and they did a big beer festival at oh, Caroline Park, and all of the proceeds went to everyone oh, that was awesome. hurting. That yeah. was one of the coolest things they ever did. That's fantastic. People who think that local breweries are always in competition with each other, don't understand yeah. the craft beer community. Yes, there is some healthy competition. There, there has to be. You want Especially your beer on the get shelf. on shelves right, and exactly. on tap handles. And yeah. stuff. But when things happen within the community, they're all about helping each other out. And, yeah. and it's amazing. I absolutely love it. Um, only other note that I had on this episode of the Weekly Pint was I loved the rancid rabbit hole that you guys went down about the different cryptids. Mm-hmm. And Marco, we need to go to the Loveland Frogman Fest on March the second. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Anyone it's also, idea. It's also Bachfest weekend, though. Yeah, that's what someone pointed uh, out. I'm just like, you just, you just have to to pick your priorities. I, I mean, Bachfest is three Bach days. Fest. Frogman Fest is one well, day. Well, when's you the gnome make... going to be there? And when's uh, Brett and Mike going to be on Mike and Brett bring his own room temperature beer uh, to to drink on camera? Um, I, I yeah. would want to be there for that. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys have anything else on this episode of the Weekly Pint before we get to the count? Because I counted multiple things okay. in this episode and the multiple choice question. So anything else on this episode? That's all I got. On the nah, show, it's not it. a show, no? Nah. Blake, you good? Blake, you good. All you right. good? All right. All right, Marco, your turn. Do you want the count first or the multiple choice question first? No, let's go for the count first. The count? All right. Yeah. The total number of sips were four, okay. which you tried to inflate at the end. Sure. Great job there. And the unintentional, well, one was intentional of uh, emojis. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's OBS or what, so I'm just saying, I say the OBSs. I don't know what it is. Was also four. So that's a total of eight countables, which works out perfectly. That is. So you counted intentional and unintentional? Yeah, every time they showed up. 16. If you intentionally took sips and you intentionally threw up the the hands for the lasers, it all counts. Yeah, that's 16 ounces. That is a full pint during this episode of the weekly pint. Let's go. It, It works. It is fantastic. We have one show left to go. Is everyone good with their beverages? What was the multiple choice? Oh, shit. Yep. Thank you. What would we do without Blake? We would, well, we would just wouldn't have the multiple choice. We would have skipped it. We would have skipped it. what we would have done. What does Gnome disappoint us with? Everything. (laughs) Uh, Is it A, top secret projects? Mm -hmm. Is it B, beer? Or is it C, vertical videos? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Vertical videos by far. Mm. All of the above. (laughs) Do we even need a D for that one? Always need a D. (laughs) 
Ah, Julia is a D. <laughs> There's so it many bounced. D's. <laughs> They're all over. Just bounce push, push D's away. <laughs> Never. Or is it D, Julia? Or is it, uh, um, does he disappoint us with the uh, lack of drinking with the gnome episodes? Ooh. Although he did say that one is coming. It's been Believe it when I see it. It's been in the this week. since, you know. Ooh, yeah. Nice. That's well, I, can, I, can we quote yeah. you on, on this, that? Yes, because on the, nice. I, cause on the next week. all of us over 40, Hope. On next week's episode of Cincy Brewcast, I told people to go back and reference the episode back. of Drinking with the Gnome Ooh. that doesn't exist. That's, that's bold <laughs> yeah, of you. Just make yeah, myself that's, get it done. That's, that's accountability right mm, there. Yeah. Good job. All right. Barstool Perspective. Yeah. AKA Bruce Guy's Booze News. I, I guess they're sticking with Barstool Perspective. And I like Barstool Perspective. I do too. It's good. This was the YouTube episode that aired February 5th of 2024. Ultra right beer, ultra wrong business model. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. First and foremost, I want to say to Michael D. Morgan. Brings he, the D. Morgan. He went bare chested for the entire episode. Yeah. So. Hell to the And then he did the uh, King Kong gorilla thing. Mm -hmm. Several times. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. Uh, First thing that they brought up is Canarchy Brewing. Or, well. Monster Brewing. Is it? it Yeah, yeah. Now it's Monster Brewing. Brewing. They bought Monster Energy. They rebranded as Monster Brewing. No, Monster Energy bought them. Okay, I had that written down wrong. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Is this foreshadowing of more craft breweries being killed off? Probably. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I, if, I think it was just like they said. I think it's probably just to produce and distribute monster product, not to perpetuate the craft beer model that they currently have. I imagine some of those like smaller, like I, I don't know how many tap rooms Canarchy actually operates. I assume some of the smaller ones will still stay open and kind of do their own thing if they're profitable businesses, but... No, it's it's all about monster. It's about mm-hmm. uh, which is Coke, right? Coke, yeah. Coke owns monster. I believe, so it's, I it's about so. Coke building this other side of their business that uh, people are drinking less soda than they ever have too. Uh, you know that, how to, you know how that to industry that. is is panicking just as much as yeah. craft beer, and they're like, well, how do we do? Yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, they were on a meteoric uh, rise um, with you know the the energy drink yeah. segment. It, it's it's. Uh, it's a distribution play. It's a manufacturing play, and I I think it has not very much to do with beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or beer in the traditional sense that we know beer. Agreed. Correct. Agreed. In the no shit news of the week, boomers are dying because they're old. Yeah, they do that. Wow. Yeah, I know. How I was about kinda, that? I was That's taken strange. Aback. It, it, they, it's a it's a they, weird thing. It's they a die because they're old. Of life. And their doctors tell them to quit drinking. <laughs> Yeah. That was the other part of yeah. it. Yeah, uh, is wine in the U.S. dying due to its lack of approachability? That's absurd. It's not dying. It's not dying. Uh, I honestly think is that. Is it shifting? And I wouldn't tell you anything other than honesty right here on this podcast. Of course, we are all That's about what the, the show. Is all about. <laughs> I I don't think it's dying at all. Uh, what I think is that it's uh, probably going through. Uh, another correctional phase where large manufacturers, small manufacturers just need to right size their business and, you know, be able to put out on, on shelves and, 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 and faces, um, products that are, are going to be attractive or appealing to everyone. The problem with wine, when you go and look in a, in a, in a place that sells wine is 
there's so many segmentations that you know people end up just being just real in their own lane or in their own niche and the other thing is that when they go to ask for help it it always sounds so over their heads and pretentious and and the people part of it corrects from from either the place that's offering to sell the wine or the wineries themselves as they correct and understand that they just need to be relatable you know if you make you make your your reps relatable you make your brand relatable you make all that relatable well it was something that that craft beer understood from the very beginning is that yes there are people that want to fuss over their beer and they really want to you know dive in and talk about hop varieties or whatever it may be but at the end of the day it's still beer people want to just sit and drink right mm, and yeah. that exists with wine drinkers too sometimes wine drinkers just want to sit around and drink and they don't care if it's coming out of a box out of some you know grocery store they just they want to sit and drink and the wine industry has always kind of struggled with that um it was how they identified themselves for so long as oh, we're, we're better than all of this you know we're we're, we're more premium product and it's just not true so, like, do you drink wine at all? A little bit. Um, okay. One thing I, one thing I noticed up north is uh, there's a little city called Bradford, Ohio, and they have a Bradford Winery. I think that's what it's called. But the number one thing they sell is not wine. They like the place I like going to Troy is called a cellar. It's come become far long ways on being a bottle shop, and the the one number one thing is they sell 21 barrel cider. That nice. I was just starting to wonder, do wineries need to start looking, make good wine, of course, but looking into a different avenue. If we're making wine, well, go oh, to the A cider. winery making cider makes a lot of sense since it falls under their license. Why, why wouldn't you do it? I think it still just boils down to whatever a winery is making, make it accessible. Like find a way to just appeal to as many of the, the drinkers as possible. Yeah. And that'll make more people in my opinion, more willing to at least go and try it regardless of what other options they have. The full product line doesn't have to be accessible to everybody. Like, you can make a premium product and a more accessible product, and that's okay. There's plenty of industries that do that. Mm -hmm. You know, just just make it so that if somebody wants to walk in as a drinker and wants to learn about this thing, make it easy for them. Make it it comfortable. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would wonder is who's actually hurting? Is barefoot hurting or is, <laughs> you know, are, are the, the top end wines hurting? Um, and if it's the middle segment of wines that are hurting, okay, maybe maybe it is time for a right sizing of that, you know, assortment and those, those vineyards. But um, a lot of those are owned by larger conglomerates anyway. As long as people are drinking, they're going to be drinking good stuff. Across yeah, all segments. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and yeah. guess what? People are always going to be drinking. <laughs> For sure. There's going to be quadruple pastry stouts and yeah. dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In things that Mike learned this week, apparently tequila is a plant. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to, well, technically. Wow. No, yeah. They grew that. <laughs> He's like, I, if I would have known that, I would have planted some. It's like, eh, it's not, not quite that easy. I don't easy, know how you uh, do that. No, you just you dig a hole in the dirt. You take just a, a plant, I guess just any random plant, and say, you are now a tequila. Stick it in the dirt, water it. For for the record, Mike, there is, or Brett, I don't remember who said it, there is not a, uh, a Mezcal region uh, that, is, that is not the defining that is Brett. factor. That was Brett, Brett, Brett was the Mezcal expert yeah, in that? No, yes. no Mezcal region. I mean, there are certain regions you have to be in to make Mezcal the same way as tequila, but uh, the primary difference 
Everybody get out your notebooks here. here. Take some notes. The primary difference is how it's cooked. Uh, With tequila, they take the piña. And they, oh, yeah. uh, they yeah, put it got in, that in kind of no, um, no, basically no. a pressure cooker and cook market. it that way. It does not affect the flavor or any of that when they cook it. Versus mezcal, it's still made in these like underground ovens. Yeah. And because it's underground, all of that smoke kind of gets mixed in there and it does affect it the flavor. Okay. So mezcal tastes more smoky. It does. That is the primary difference. Well, it's not going to be Tequila Tuesday for another month or two here. but It's uh, always Tequila it's always Tuesday tequila. in my heart. Tuesday. Tequila Tuesday. Uh, let's see. What else do we have on this mezcal episode? Mezcal Monday. Me- Ooh, Mezcal Monday. Ooh. Jason, Nick, make it happen. Because, you know, they listen to everything we say. Booze Wednesday. Waving to you guys on the security Drinking all Thursday. Ooh. Got, got all the holidays. I still said that on Tuesday. Gnome passes out on the floor Fridays. Mm, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still sad that they completely shut down my idea that on Tuesdays they had a spaghetti special. Yeah. Like, all right. Let's see. Uh, on premise, what does it mean? And the numbers in January actually looked good as far as on-prem sales. I'm, I'm yeah. glad for that financial data. data. Yes. <laughs> I would say, I, I would question, where does this bullshit come from? Uh, because... Someone makes it up. I, Someone just makes it up. I talk to a lot of people in this industry with, um, you know, the, the, the tap rooms, uh, uh, bars... And uh, January fucking sucked. <laughs> and by the way, as soon as February 1st hit, it started to uptick. It was almost like a, a light switch happened, which, it's by the way, like people started I, drinking I'm disappointed again. in all of you. I just oh, want to say this because, no, I mean, yes, what did I do? <laughs> dry, dry January is a thing. It's dry. Oh, I thought it was drunk January. That's what I, I'm saying. I read it wrong. Dry Jeez. January is a thing, but. The amount of people that actually participate in Dry January is extremely small. I think what happened actually is this is just a typical bounce back from the holidays and from everyone getting stressed and financially stressed. And finally, you get a paycheck in the middle of January. You get a paycheck at the end of January. And at the end of January, like, okay, we got a little bit of room to breathe. Let's 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 go out and buy let's a go, pizza. Let's go drink yeah. this paycheck. Yeah. Let, let's go out and buy a pizza. Let's go have some beers. Let's like, hey, by the way, 2024 is not going to fucking suck for what? us, you know. Mm. For for us uh, as bad, you know, financially as uh, December. I may have to disagree with that yeah, based could, on my next note. Could be the start of the zombie apocalypse. Yes, 2024 <laughs> is the year of the apocalypse. Well, then just so, drink. Just yeah. fucking do it. Yeah. If everything's going to end, just drink. That was the general. Um, it doesn't matter how fast you can run. You're still going to die. True that. Just find your, find your slower die. friends and push them down first. <laughs> Two more notes. One is the main story of the week that the title referred to. Oh, yeah. Ultra right beer. Surprise. Was a fucking scam. <laughs> well, that's shocking. <laughs> so, that's just so crazy. Yes. Oh, my God. So Mike invested heavily <laughs> in this brand, and he has yet to see his ROI.
And there goes the YouTube copyright claim <laughs> right there. Correct. Shout out yes. to Yeti Blanc and Chris Cody. Uh, we're all going to die. Uh, just turn on the news. Uh, that's the name of that song. Perfect. Uh, he is a contributor on the Greg Cody po- uh, podcast featuring Greg Cody. Uh, all right. So. Uh, yeah, so there were gazillions of dollars in license, like that they put it. Well, I don't think they actually put any money into this. They had an I idea. They had, they, a bit, they had a bit well of marketing, and it came out to exactly maybe zero. It sounded like a good idea being. when he was sitting around with his buddies talking about how much they hated Bud Light. And then someone's like, ah, you're not going to do it. And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm definitely going to do this. I'm, make, I'm making it right now. I'm, yeah. I just sold I'm, some. Dude, I'm, yeah. is that the I'm going to go make a video. I'm, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I'm going to go make me a video where I talk about transgender bathrooms. Have you guys watched all the videos that they did? Like Hell all of them? Not, oh, not all of them. Oh, cannot. God, it's so good. The, the one where they, um, where they kind of parodied the... Uh, the... The Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Jesus. Like, they yeah. had, the, that kid had a freaking black eye in that. Mm-hmm. What did they do to that kid that forced him into doing that? That's slave labor, child labor. Yeah, well. it's, the whole thing's terrible. And uh, yeah, if you bought into that, sucks to be you. <laughs> I tried to buy into it uh, when I was watching the show. I'm like, man, hey, I, I should get some of that. <laughs> at least with Safety Shot, I actually got the product. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but much like uh, uh, Mike and Brett's experiences recently, yeah, you it won't take payments anymore. <laughs> they, no. I think they shut it down. No. Does anyone have any other notes on this episode of I've Barstool Perspective? A whole bunch of more notes yeah, now. But that, that, that's, that's for Truth Beer Pot After Dark for the actual episode. Anything else uh, before we continue our discussion? There you go. You, no, you should do this conversation again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This what if we grab a bottle of white wine and it possibly has cocaine, cocaine in it? Do we want the sip count or the multiple choice question first? Sip count. Sip Sip. count. All right. Mike had a total of six sips. Okay. Brett had a total of 21. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. What? He was using a tiny little mug, too. It wasn't the smallest mug he's ever used. No, it's not. It was kind of like a medium-ish mug. Yeah, it's a medium mug. still, yes. But there were a lot of little sips. Yeah, when someone's only slightly judging you. Exactly. A medium mug. (laughs) medium-ish mug. No, it's it's fine. It's, you know, you, you do you, you... Tiny mugged person. So 20, 27, 27 total sips, which is 54 ounces, which is 3.375 pints if you are playing our drinking. Well, it was only also respectable. It was, a, it was yeah. only a 16 minute episode. It, so, uh, like, yeah. it was, yeah, 1738. Yeah, so minutes, three pints, 17 minutes. Blake, you ready? Yes. We're going to start it. we're going to start in, in <laughs> 2 minutes, you ready? With this? Yes. 3 pints in 17 minutes. <laughs> we got this. I, I still got to go back home. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So, it sounds like you uh you declined for another day. Okay. Ne- next time. Yes. Next time we'll plan better. All right, multiple choice question. What brewery or brand did Mike's friend name their kid after? Mm-hmm. A, Mick for Michelob, B, Oscar for Oscar Blues. Or C, Urban for, obviously, Urban Artifact. Or Urban Meyer. I mean, you know. I would say A. All right, all right. <laughs> or, or, or is it that we named the kid Trump after uh, the uh, right-wing beer? So are you bringing the D this time? No, no. No, no. Okay. Ah, oh, Julia, is it D? <laughs> is it? <laughs> is it Golden Monkey? <laughs> Didn't we have a Golden oh, Monkey? Golden Monkey, golden yeah. Monkey, golden yeah. Monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, kid. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of all we have to say is just sorry. 
sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, was there anything? Go to your party, but not if you're inviting Golden Monkey. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. gets weird. He's the worst. <laughs> All right. If there are no other notes, um, thank you, everyone, for listening to this additional chaos of an episode uh gnome go ahead and plug all yours if people should know where to find you by now but just in case uh, this is the first time they're hearing your voice where can they find you and all of your wonderful stuff you can find me at shift uh be uh, dot rs that is uh all all of the give, the, give gnome the easy one content. spaghetti.net spaghetti.net that's the easier one to to cover all right i never got my spaghetti t-shirt by the way oh never no. got it that's terrible bunch of crap you can have mine if you I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bring bring the d Maybe I have a shirt. Yeah. I could ask him about your shirt. I've talked to him about the shirt, and he's oh, yeah, i got to get that to you. Yeah, you do. You do. Yes. Blake, where can people find you and your podcast and your Instagram and YouTube and everything else? Plug absolutely okay. everything because you guys are, you are doing amazing Sky? things. No, I don't, I don't know what I'm on. Blue Sky's so very quiet. For the podcast, <laughs> the Brewery Explorers podcast, you can find us anywhere where you get podcasts. Uh, there's an Instagram page and a YouTube. If you want to follow Blake the Brew Explorer, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, it's getting a little bit bigger now. So I'm pretty much everywhere. That's freaking awesome. Great. And then uh, Thirst Trap Thursdays? Thirst Trap Thursdays on YouTube, yeah. Yes. yeah. Thirst, and, then, and then Thursdays. your beer reviews on Mondays on yes. YouTube. Yes. Wow, people actually noticed. Thank you. Absolutely. Also, Absolutely. Uh, shout out to you for doing a uh, beer review uh, every day during beer yes. event season. Yes. Oh, God, that was so hard. I, I give so it's much difficult. credit to people that do that. That is absolutely amazing. It's so not huge drinking the beer. It's like, God, I got to come up with something new now. Mm-hmm. But I, watched every, I watched every one of them. It's, uh, I did see an evolution in the content. <laughs> but Try writing cheer, a parody about him every you. single day. Yeah, right. <laughs> Holy cow! I I understand you the struggle. Hanging. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was I was zoning out. I'm looking all over the place. Well, thank you everyone for listening. If you like what we've done here, please do all the usual stuff: like, subscribe, review, follow, tell your friends, your family, everything in the world. Thank you to producer Alex for keeping us well hydrated, for cleaning off the table, even sometimes before we're ready for it. He is awesome. Follow us everywhere. We are at Truth Beer Pod on all the social media platforms. Truthbeerpod.com is our email address. You can find links to absolutely everything that we do, including links to our Patreon, which gets you unedited episodes, and they are a hell of a lot of fun. It's good shit, people. It's good. Sign up. Support us. Buy us a beer every month. See all the butt chugging. Well, you don't really see it. That's not the thing we want to see. So Mm. you can you can hear it, and the noises are terrible. (laughs) It's awful. Maybe that was a bad the cheeks. Maybe that was a bad selling point. Elijah, let us know. Was that a bad selling point? He is our uh, Patreon. Just do it on the train tracks. Yes, yes. Train tracks is where it all happens. There comes Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) Here comes. No, no. Gonna get a. All right. Well, uh, to everyone at the table, Marco, Gnome, Blake, what are you guys going to be doing next Tuesday? I'm going to be doing this, and I think Colch and I is next week, right? Uh, the 20th. Uh, two oh, weeks. wrong. Next, not next You're week. Close. You're close. Don't go next week. We'll see you guys there. See you. Cheers. Bye.